Hello, music teacher friends. <laughs> you are listening to episode number 28 of the Beyond Measure podcast with me, Christina Whitlock, your anytime piano teacher friend. So, after two weeks of chatting about recital mania, I think it's time for me to let you in on a little secret. I have a bit of an obsession in my teaching, and it all has to do with a little song you might know called Happy Birthday. (laughs) So, why the obsession? Well, I'm so glad you asked. You were going to ask, right? (laughs) Well, like so many of you, I have a story about a time that this particular song had me tied up in all kinds of knots. I know that many, many musicians have similar stories related to this song, and that is precisely why I am on a personal mission to change the world one happy birthday song at a time. Okay, so here's the story. While I was working on my master's degree, my master's degree in piano performance and pedagogy, mind you, (laughs) I was often subbing for one of my professors at her church when she needed to be out of town. And one week while I was subbing for her, long after the worship sets were finished, I was sitting in the congregation just listening to the sermon when the minister asked me out of the clear blue if I would hurry and come up to the piano and play happy birthday to someone like in the middle of the service. (laughs) My stomach met the floor. (laughs) Of course, in that situation, when the entire congregation turns and is staring at you, you have no choice but to go play happy birthday. And for the record, I am happy to report that I did just fine. (laughs) It wasn't anything fancy, but it was accurate and fine. But inside, I just about lost it then and there. Now, as I mentioned previously on this podcast, I grew up painfully unaware of things like courting skills. (laughs) I had zero exposure to improvisation. And honestly, I just never even really tried playing by ear because I had come to some bizarre conclusion that my skill sets just didn't include those things. (laughs) So by the time of this impromptu happy birthday request, I was well aware that these skill sets were things that I was capable of doing, but at the same time, I never designated any of my practice time to those skills. So When I was met with that quick request, you know, cue the onslaught of guilt, shame, frustration, nervousness, I mean, you name it. (laughs) And seriously, I mean, I was working on a master's degree in piano performance and pedagogy, for goodness sakes. (laughs) Why on earth did the proposition of playing happy birthday send me into a panic? (laughs) 
A pianist studying Beethoven Opus 109 should not break a sweat being asked to play Happy Birthday. (laughs) Just saying. Truth be told, there is a part of me that is really embarrassed to share that story with you. But I have also talked to a lot of musicians in my lifetime with very similar stories. So I know that I am not alone here. But friends, it is a problem, right? (laughs) I get seriously weirded out when I realize how little I really knew about my instrument and music in general for so long. I mean, I knew music theory well, emphasis on the theory part, (laughs) but observing it in actual practice? Well, maybe not quite so much. (laughs) I could play any chord progression you showed me, but using it to improvise on? No, sir. (laughs) Not for an embarrassingly long time anyway. So, you know, even chord charts gave me the heebie-jeebies until the point came where I just couldn't escape them in church worship any longer. (laughs) Of course, fast forward to now, and I feel like such a changed woman. (laughs) You know, I no longer sweat those requests. And more importantly, I really try to make sure that my students aren't going to either. So... Cue my happy birthday obsession. (laughs) We all know that the likelihood of your being asked to play someone happy birthday, regardless of your instrument or how long you've been playing it, (laughs) well, that's pretty much just a guarantee, right? So as soon as I feel like a student is ready to handle it, we jump right into the task of sounding out happy birthday by ear. Now, mind you, this is not the first tune I have students sound out (laughs) because it is a little trickier than some. If you don't already have your students doing playback patterns, you know, where you play a short pattern and they mimic you back, well, I would strongly recommend starting there. Then you can gradually start biting off one phrase or two at a time of songs like Happy Birthday. (laughs) Anyway, generally speaking, I'll take a lesson or two each summer to revisit Happy Birthday with each student, and then each student will work to customize their own approach to the song with whatever skills they've acquired that year. It's a pretty great system, and I'm going to share something with you later in this episode that is going to make all of this, like, billions of times easier for you. (laughs) But anyway, because simply revisiting Happy Birthday every summer is not quite enough to meet the needs of my party song obsession, (laughs) my students all know that I am going to be asking them at random points throughout the year to play me happy birthday with no warning whatsoever. (laughs) So sometimes I plan it on purpose, especially if it's like the week of their own birthday, or if I happen to see it's maybe their mom's birthday on Facebook or something, (laughs) I'll definitely have them play it in that case. 
But it's also a great request to throw out if you just have a few minutes left in a lesson and you don't really have time to tackle something larger, but you need something to fill the time. This is awesome. Or if a student shows up for their lesson and you can just tell that they're in a mood that desperately needs some like mental jumper cables, (laughs) well, I'll just say, hey, Let's play happy birthday first today before we do anything else. (laughs) I remind my students often that I reserve the right to ask them to play happy birthday anytime, anywhere. Because we all know it will happen to them elsewhere. And it won't be their loving piano teacher asking. (laughs) I have to say... In addition to being the most likely requested song that all musicians will encounter, Happy Birthday is actually also a treasure trove of concepts for students that we can use to hammer really important things home. And because I know we're not all piano teachers here, I would strongly contend that these skills translate to every instrument and every voice type on some level or another. So don't write this off as a piano-specific activity, because I actually think it's super important for all musicians. Can we just talk for a second about the skills that Happy Birthday helps us reinforce? (laughs) Well, here's a couple for you. So number one, it gives students a chance to listen to a song and decide whether they are hearing duple or triple meter. And of course, Happy Birthday even includes an upbeat, which complicates matters a little bit, but it's so good for them to decide whether they're feeling duple or triple meter. Second, it gives us a chance to talk about how the melody begins on scale degree five, not on tonic. You know, that makes it a terrific way to practice what I like to call musical algebra. (laughs) You know, if C equals one, what equals five? (laughs) Or if A equals five, then E equals what? (laughs) My students love that. (laughs) It's also an awesome example of question and answer phrases, right? So once we learn the first phrase, happy birthday to you, there's our question. (laughs) And then happy birthday to you. Well, there's our answer, right? (laughs) We feel ourselves kind of come back home to tonic on the end of that second phrase. Which, of course, once you start harmonizing that opening one chord to the five chord, which is then followed by the five chord back to the one chord, is so terrific for ear training. So, and while we're on the subject of harmonizations, this is also one of the best songs to provide your students with a textbook use of the tonic and dominant seven chords, right? So, plus that one single use of the four chord, which I just remind them they play when they sing the birthday honoree's name, right? (laughs) 
If your student is adding chords to the song, this is a wonderful way to get them to understand the way we reinforce meter by playing chords on count one rather than on the upbeats. Like, for instance, in this case, I remind students that the chords never come on the word happy, but rather on the word birthday, right? <laughs> Coincidentally, this is also a great opportunity to have students building their own chord charts. I'll often just have my students write out the lyrics to happy birthday, which are really simple, by the way, and then they can notate their own chords. We go through and do them in both chord symbols and in Roman numerals. I think it's a great way for them to see functional uses of both. And of course, learning transpositions in this piece is a great way to reinforce theory concepts, particularly uh, with the fact that you get that descending tonic triad after the octave leap. You know, I mean, the list just goes on and on, but there's lots and lots of good theory in actual practice in Happy Birthday. And since it's a tune everyone knows, and it's a tune they like learning to play, it's just the best combination of all possible factors. Okay, so that's the whirlwind version of some of the reasons why I think we all need to be actively teaching Happy Birthday to you all year long. Now, seriously, just give it a try. I like to make sure, sure that my students feel fluent in playing it. I also like to give them the opportunity to record a version of themselves playing Happy Birthday um, a time or two each year because it's a great resource and, you know, they can actually like send it out to different family members throughout the year <laughs> if it's not like specific to one person. They get a lot of mileage out of that one single recording <laughs> and it makes family and friends so happy, which also fulfills my primary goal of teaching students that music is a gift to be shared. I'm telling you, win, win, win. <laughs> But I promised you I was going to tell you about a really awesome helper in this department. And I'm going to tell you about a product designed by my real-life piano teacher friend, Amy Chaplin. Um, if you don't know Amy, she has a blog called pianopantry.com and that's where she basically collects like the best content from around the web on all things music and teaching and food and organization. And I mean, she's just a total superstar. She creates her own content. And again, she just helps funnel us towards kind of the best of what's out there. And also, like I said, lucky me, she's like my actual real friend in actual real life. <laughs> So, a few months back, my pal Amy released a new resource that is called Happy Birthday by Ear, the ultimate teaching resource. Who doesn't want the ultimate teaching resource? I don't know. I know I do. <laughs> and here is what makes Amy's take on all of this so great. Amy holds certificates in music learning theory from the Gimmel Institute. Now, if you are not familiar with Edwin Gordon and his music learning theory, well, 
prepare yourself to jump down the rabbit trail that will lead you down a path that is ultra inspiring and makes so much sense, (laughs) but it also throws pretty much anything you ever thought you knew about teaching music, like straight out the window. (laughs) I mean, seriously, I have been slowly dipping my toes into the music learning theory pool for the last few years. And there is just so much incredible perspective here related to all of those concepts like audiation and the parallels between how we learn to speak and how we learn to understand music. I mean, I just can't even begin to tell you how much good content and research there is in music learning theory. I will say this, however... And I will probably ruffle some feathers here. Don't hate me. (laughs) But when teachers get into music learning theory, they often do so like so wholeheartedly (laughs) that they exclude anything and everything else that is not expressly music learning theory. So this, I feel like is sometimes a detriment to their cause Because for me, like I'm a very eclectic teacher. So I am very leery of any system or any theory that claims to be the very best in every single situation. And I'm not saying that music learning theory makes those claims, but I do think that some of their teachers become so genuinely passionate about music learning theory that the way they speak of it out of genuine enthusiasm tends to feel intimidating or exclusionary to those of us who are intrigued by it um, and want to learn how to incorporate a few principles here and there, but aren't necessarily ready to like chuck everything else we know out the window. (laughs) Anyway, I'm digressing, but suffice to say, I always wish that there were more resources available for teachers who want to put music learning theory principles into practice but doing so like in combination with other methodologies that they also happen to be using simultaneously. And that, my friends, is exactly what my pal Amy has done. (laughs) Amy has created a very comprehensive guide to teaching Happy Birthday, guided by music learning theory principles, but 100% usable for any of us, regardless of what methods or materials we are using. It is this really impressively designed document with explorations of melody, rhythm, and possible creative approaches, all for my favorite tune of Happy Birthday. (laughs) There are teacher tips, student checklists, you name it, it's there. And what I love about it is it really is adaptable to students of every level. It's something they can revisit year after year and kind of absorb a little bit more at a time. And friends, this entire product is only $10. $10! It's so ridiculously worth it. <laughs> and because Amy is a fan of my podcast and she's good people, she's also giving us a listener discount. So all you have to do is enter the code 
measure 10 at checkout and you will save an additional 10%. So, I mean, that's $9, my friends. It's not very much for a resource you can use, uh, you know, indefinitely. So please know I'm not getting any compensation to talk about this resource. I just think it's really smart and well done. And of course, it just ties in really well with my whole happy birthday obsession situation. <laughs> so if you're interested, just head over to Amy's blog. That's pianopantry.com and run a quick search for happy birthday. And you'll find it right away. And don't forget to use your discount code, which is MEASURE10, that's all caps, for an additional 10% off. Anyway, I hope that I have inspired you today to check in with your students to make sure those who are capable are confident playing Happy Birthday at any time any request anywhere. <laughs> you know, I am indeed on a mission to make sure that no other seemingly competent pianists are caught off guard quite like I was all those years ago. And now, before we leave, here is a toast to you. <laughs> Music teacher, friends of the world, today I am raising my glass to you and encouraging you to shake things up. <laughs> Give some careful consideration this week to any skills that your younger self wished she was more confident with. What skills have made you feel self-conscious in your student days? Give that question some serious thought this week and see if there's anything lurking in your subconscious that would be a benefit to your students to learn today. You know, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's independently learning how to tune your instrument. <laughs> maybe it's, I don't know, the list goes on and on. But think about what you wished you would have been able to do and let's be part of turning the tides and let's teach our students to do those things, shall we? <laughs> I raise my glass to you, my teacher friends. <laughs> hear, hear. Okay, <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me for episode number 28 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Thank you for indulging me in listening to my happy birthday obsession. <laughs> and I hope that you will just continue to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me there at Beyond Measure Podcast. Don't forget to check out my pal Amy's blog at pianopantry.com and send any questions my way. You can contact me at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, my friends. You are a beautiful audience <laughs> and I wish you my very kindest regards until we get to meet again. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone.